Hi, everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and I'm just a space cowboy, y'all. I'm Pippin, and today I'm going to steal the sun. Wait, you're stealing someone's kid? No, 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 S-U-N. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> fine, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's a flawless plan. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Alex, and I've got this large person-sized box. <laughs> don't it's fine, ask don't worry about it. What's, don't ask what's in it. What's in the box? <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Definitely not an entire person. It's oh, a okay. girl in a box. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shamelessly reusing jokes from before we were recording. <laughs> Huzzah! Hey, look, they're not going to hear that part of the fact uh, that we had pre-planned it. It's it's our little secret. Listen, if I'm going to have dick in a box stuck in my head for the rest of the day, it's going to be because it was useful. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're talking about an original story idea by Brendan. Hey, that's Who's me. that? <laughs> now, uh... The how original. Oh, well, it's the references we made. We'll find <laughs> out. Ooh, shots Ooh, fired. Shit. I mean, blaster shots fired. Ooh. Pew, pew! Pew, 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 pew. Nice That was one in a million. Ah. <laughs> uh, was that a heist? It, I mean... It was a rescue. That? A rescue who is technically a space heist. Oh, my God. It's all heists. It's heists all the way down. I hear you like heists. <laughs> Yo, dog. Uh, <laughs> so um, the reason why we're talking about all this heisting stuff is that, y'all, I I want to write a space heist. Like maybe a TV series, maybe a movie. Who knows? I don't know. That's kind of my <laughs> brain wave right now. Or or maybe a novel. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what the, where the muses take us, right? We'll space figure out heist. format later. That's how this works, right? I mean, space in, heist. in space theory, heist. right? Spiced? <laughs> spice, yes. Uh, spice. The spice must flow. It was- oh my god. Dune is a space heist. Do you Dun-dun. spiced? Hey, hey. Do, do you spice? Spiced. Spice. 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 Ah, deep references that uh <laughs> some people will not get. Uh god, Kat, but- please just put a timestamp, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just uh I think everybody loves heists, right? They're a fun story trick. They're yeah. so much fun. Because it's competent people doing stuff that maybe they shouldn't. Oh. And they tell they tell you they're going to do the thing, and then they do the thing. And it's like, my god, why can't we have these competent people everywhere? The world would be a better place, even though they're heisting. <laughs> oh, you think the plan's going awry? No, no. We planned for that, too. And it's and it's always so disappointing. You see, like these competent grifters on TV. Then you look at, <laughs> and then you look and see what real grifters are, and you go, "Oh, oh, you're just a dick." <laughs> yep. That's what was in the box. God damn it! <laughs> oh, it was just, it was just feeding my own insecurities. You guys, it wasn't anything complicated like forging fingerprints. Aw. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
Brendan, tell, tell me about this, this space heist idea you have. Okay. So this is a very hastily written summary. Uh, so it's, we'll have a lot of, uh, riffing to, to come here. Woo! But the idea is it's the semi distant future. Way down on a deep 13. Way down <laughs> deep 13. Uh, no, that's the not too distant future. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little bit farther ahead from that. Um, somewhere in time but- and space. Yeah, somewhere there, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, at this point, humanity has started to uh, spread among the stars. Uh, and for years now, each system has been operating mostly independently. Uh, however, a majority of the powers now have started to, uh, to unify into like one republic or commonwealth, what have you. A, a united planet? Yeah, a, yeah, a federation a fe- of planets. Yeah, a, fe- <laughs> a galactic federation, if you would. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a certain ring to that. Um, <laughs> I think we can work with that. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we'll, we'll have to work on the insignia. Uh, Nothing too a, ominous. Like a, a like a big V, a spiky V. Yeah. Yep, mm. yep. But anyway, uh, with the law starting to be a thing between planets now. Uh, between systems, uh, we're gonna have a team of thieves getting together for one big job. Is it their last job? Should be their last job enough to retire on. Come on, we're talking, you know, over a billion credits at stake here. Uh, what's the conversion <laughs> rate of, of, uh, of dollars to credits? Uh, um, <laughs> we demand world building right fucking now. <laughs> Come on, Brent. Space tell bucks. Us how many, how much bread can you buy with one on space credit? Uh, let's just go with the loaf of bread for half a credit. <laughs> That's pretty I don't good. know. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about enough for a team of five people <laughs> to retire comfortably on a nice piece of land out in the frontier till the day they die. So convert that in your heads, however you will, in whatever region that you currently are in. It's enough to live in comfort, if not luxury, for the rest of your life. Like, presumably they already have, like, some resources on hand, because, you know, we're going to have them have a spaceship, uh, all this good stuff. Heist costs money. You got to spend money to make money. Exactly. Heist, I love heist to go, like, I'm pretty certain that uh, that the reward of the heist is just going into overhead. Like, what's the actual going, uh, what's the actual uh, profit margin here? (laughs) Heist as a business. (laughs) I mean... That's kind of leverage right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, just imagine, like, you have, like, uh, your mastermind grifter, thief, accountant. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the, the one thing I have at the very end of my little summary here is just the, unless something unexpected happens, dot, dot, dun, dot. Dun, dun. Because one thing as I was writing up this, uh, brief summary so we could have something to play with is, Y'all, I'm thinking if this was a TV series, one, the unexpected twist that happens, like, uh, either immediately after, like, the space heist is successful, and then we have to deal with, like, the fallout and ramifications, I'm almost thinking there's a first contact situation happening in the background, and that's why, like, (laughs) uh, the planets are unifying because they're having an oh shit moment. (laughs) Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, it's not just us, it's not just us! (laughs) Exactly. And that's where the, the heist crew finds out. Cause like, I'm almost thinking they're assuming that the big bank or whatever thing they're stealing from is something of high monetary value, 
No, it's something of high, like, intelligence value, st- strategic value, like, the definitive proof that people are not alone in the universe, and it Ooh. is scary. Ooh, I do like that. So, uh, in every heist crew, there's always, there's, there's the, there's the, uh, pretty distraction. Is that pretty distraction going to be a, a bug alien in a dress? Like, full on <laughs> mantis? <laughs> Giant mantis in a dress? I, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that for this timeline, like, as far as humanity is concerned, we're alone in the universe still. Mm, and so what they accidentally find is proof of, of, non-human yeah. intelligent life so yeah and potentially hostile non-human intelligent life is so what i'm thinking not, so we're not going to get at a get at a man a man to this, this creature or chittering i'm in no <laughs> alex i dare you to write it like i mean you can have that in your body in the void universe <laughs> i now demand it best friend of the fop uh She's a, a, as beautiful as she is deadly. She's a giant mantis. Yes. Exactly. I really think you're playing into alien stereotypes when you call her that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about my best beloved fop right now. Even I though mean, he is the best and my most beloved. I mean, we could have like a character inspired by the space fop in this crew. We need yes. a face. Well, yeah, you need the bankroll. <laughs> the bankroll, the... Well, I'm thinking, like, this is a crew that knows each other, potentially, already. Maybe, like, a couple of new hires for the big job. But, like, when you when you think of Heist, imagine Ocean's Eleven, you know, Brad Pitt and uh, George Clooney's characters. They already knew each other before the movie started, right? Mm. So, or, mm-hmm. or even um, Inception. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. A, that was a basic Heist gang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just want like an Ocean's Eleven or Inception team, but in a sci-fi setting. Which, like, we 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 in the intro here, we referenced a number of you know space adventure or heist situations. I mean, it's a popular type of thing, but I feel like just that tight knit, competent group we don't get too often. Mm, competence and mm. the the proto of. Uh, Federation of Planets, I think, is a ripe uh, setting for this kind of thing. Listen, things start falling apart when things are being created. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they're being created under the worst circumstances when you think about it, because, like, being forced together due to an external threat rather than just mutual cooperation and uh, agreement, there's still going to be a lot of dicking over of each other happening. Even though the pretense is there of like, we are working together because there is something scary out there and I do not like it. You could have the, uh, the, the team be sort of a, a microcosm. I'm not sure if that's the correct word, but a sort of mini representation of the larger thing. Cause you have a gang, a, a gang of people yep. together working towards a common goal. Um, and maybe, maybe they're all working towards the same one. Maybe some of the conflict is that one or, or more of them have a secondary goal. Um, secondary objective. Uh, especially if you bring in the, um, the sort of the, the tourist role, hmm. uh, the new person in the gang who isn't part of it, really. Uh, like, like Saito in, uh, Inception. I don't remember if there was somebody in Ocean's Eleven. Well, they- yeah, that was a, oh yeah, it was a Matt Damon. 
Yeah, yeah. The, Matt the rookie. Damon. Like, um, I think you got to have a rookie. You got to have yeah. a rookie. And then having them and their internal conflicts uh, sort of reflecting the uh, larger uh, conflicts of the planets uh, trying to get together to form this federation. Hell yeah. You just metaphor. You just want to mi- you just want to mine me for my resources. Is well, I'm an industrial hub, okay? I have needs. Oh, I'm thinking one member of the crew, the fop, definitely has to also represent like the uh, aristocracy, the, the 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 rich people interests, and how they're all kind of self centered. Mm. I don't know, or maybe trying to subvert that, <laughs> like. I'm on a I'm a heist team. I don't want to be part of that class of people. Come on. Like, don't worry. Part of our plan is that we eat you. What? Wait, what? what? Eat the rich. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. And that's why we they're have the mantis on the team. They're going to eat her. <laughs> they're going to eat me. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, Kat, <laughs> I'm going to be a generous with you. That's from Leprechaun. No, Kat, it's not. No? That's from Troll 2. Oh, dang. Fun fact, I didn't know either one. I just knew it was a meme. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I, I think that could be fun. The two reflecting each other. Hell yeah. Now I like that. We have to have themes. <laughs> themes? Theme. In my fiction? <laughs> Today's theme is theme. <gasps> I don't know, uh, Pippin. Uh, it's sounding like politics might be at play in this this genre fiction here i don't know what i thought that wasn't supposed to happen keep politics out of my brainstorming there we go oh Uh, man (laughs) so uh so let's i i feel like we we have some of this world present now right yeah you know uh the the bare bones of it yeah yeah uh so who are they stealing from that was going to be one of my questions. Like, who are these people and who are they stealing from? Uh, for, I think for a heist, we have to start with the who are they stealing from? Because that could help well, inform who our characters are as a foil or vice versa. Well, here's the thing. In order to figure out who they're stealing from, I need to know. I don't know if you need to know, but I need to know. Uh, are these people, uh, is, is the heist gang, are they altruists who do what they do for good? Uh, mm. Or are they sort of people who are out for their own gain? I feel like because we're trying to tell a, like maybe like a long form narrative story here, like if this was a movie, they'd be altruists just to kind of cut to the chase and, you know, not have to worry about that kind of arc playing out over the course of two hours. Because that could be awfully difficult. You just make them <laughs> altruistic to start with. They're robbing from the rich to give to the poor. But I think. If we're going for long form, though, so like we're talking novel, TV series, stuff like that, I think it's totally okay to have these people kind of starting from a selfish angle that then evolves into them making the choice, you know? So from mm, choice. so from the Ocean's crew to the Leverage crew. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we've like, got a team of bastards that we need to turn into a team of... They're still kind of bastards, but... But we love them anyway. Still kind of bastards, but you team know, team of rat bastards <laughs> to a team in. of gentlemen bastards. <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> Hello, Scott. Um, <laughs> uh, bless. Oh, I'll read those uh, books someday. 
Oh, they're so good. But over yeah, here. So, so we want to have them over the course of this adventure be presented the moral quandary and then pick the right choice. Even the, even the, maybe the people had like a, uh, conflicting goals originally. Like maybe there was one team member that was planning to do the inevitable betrayal of sudden yet inevitable, but like the scope of the, maybe the first contact reveal and just how screwed humanity potentially is kind of puts, uh, puts everything in perspective. <laughs> it's like, how am I supposed to retire on, uh, on, in Sol Sector if, uh, if there's no Sol Sector to, to enjoy it in, you know? Am I going to be content with my blood money? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> blood? On my hands? Oh. It's more likely than you think. So I feel like at the end, it has to be, at the very end, they have to make a choice that's basically the choice between right and wrong. Uh, and, by the end, they have to have changed in the sort of people that they will make the right choice. Whereas at the beginning, they may have been the sort of people to have made the wrong choice. And that is where the real challenge in writing comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. What if, uh, what, what if in the, over the course of the heist, like, do you think maybe like a, a Federation inspector gets involved? And kind of serves as like the team conscience. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, a cab. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it should be necessarily a government person mm. who who fills that role. Um, well, they pick up a, a space orphan. Well, here here's an idea. What entity is most likely to make a first contact situation? It's going to be like your either science team or exploration teams that are like going out into deep space, uh, you know, hit, hit the FTL drive, point in a random direction and go. And then pray they, you don't land in a star. Pray you don't. Well, they, they can plot out the course. They do like hops and all that, whatever. The metaphysics <laughs> of all this we can figure out later, but like they're the ones that encounter the alien thing and maybe, maybe in the, the vault or whatever is like, <laughs> I know Alex joked about this in the intro, but maybe it's just like a person, <laughs> the witness, you know? So you I got like, like the idea of a witness, you got like the idea of the data core. And it turns out like the vault is just literally like a prison. So then we turn from heist to jailbreak. <laughs> Ooh, I, li- I, I like that. What if they find a, a, a life pod? Ah, okay. Okay. Because to to me, finding a a prison reads a little space seed, uh, and and con because they were frozen in a prison ship. Then, but I don't know if if they find a life pod, life escape pod thing, then they find a one survivor of something, and Ooh. if it's an alien in there, uh, not only is there other life out there, but something happened that they had to escape from. Hmm. So we have like an alien member of the crew, the heist crew. The, the um, and can be the rookie. <laughs> uh, or not necessarily a part of the crew, but, but sort of the instigating moment. When they have to start making moral quandary questions. Yeah. Uh, because they found this in space, but maybe they're not the first person to find something. Uh, maybe the government found something. Uh, an evil corporation may have found 
something because who doesn't like evil corporations? Of course, of course. So they're faced with some. Oh wait, no, they know that the evil corporation has found something. So the way that Yutani, they've found something. The crew knows that they found something and that it's big. Uh, so they're like, clearly, we, we can find a way to make money off of that. Then they find the life pod and they go, oh shit. It's not just, oh, they found a new strain of wheat or something. Uh, or there's, there's, uh, oil in them, their hills or whatever. There is people out there. Uh, maybe not people as we recognize them. But yep, yep. people. Uh, and it humanizes, humanizes. <laughs> it, it, it puts a face to it. Mm. So it's not just, you know, a, you know, evil corporation. It's not just resource, resource allocation. <laughs> uh, but it's people. And it's like, oh, the re- even if it was resource allocation, there are people behind that. You know, there, mm. there are no victimless crimes. What? But maybe we can crime to help victims and then they become the space leverage crew yeah (laughs) that's what i want i want leverage in space of course look we we have to go from space oceans to space leverage (laughs) (laughs) ah man okay also in my head uh, i've decided that there is a social worker involved somehow and i'm just trying to figure out a way to work them in well i don't know here's where we could have some fun like we still haven't talked about, like, what our crew looks like, because I'm imagining there's going to be, like, the one crew member who the reason why they're uh, trying to participate in this heist and get money and all that is specifically to get a better position in Sol Sector or whatever so they can spend time with their kids. <laughs> I'm going to do some quick clicking because I'm going to look up the five-man band. Yeah. Oh, good call, good call. Like, the hacker is wants to get enough money to... Who straight up, uh, uh, upload their consciousness. It's like a new tech, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course the billionaires created it, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, the consciousness upload is like super freaking expensive. <laughs> I want to get, uh, get enough money to know I can upload myself to, up to that. And then at the end, it's like, I want to uh, make the conscious, uh, consciousness upload publicly available. And also, oh, not a buy horror. Like, we're, we're working on that. <laughs> yeah, I learned that the consciousness upload is actually horrible. <laughs> Why would a billionaire do this? <laughs> oh, no, what if the evil corporation is going to make, going to implant their brains into the alien species to live forever? Because rich people are terrible. They're going to... Also, like... Oh. Like, they're going to... That could Navi. make sense. They're going to Navi themselves. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> like, a, a, weird, a weird mixture of get out at... And, uh, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I haven't watched Avatar since it came out. Uh, That's so I can't remember everybody. I know, right? <laughs> so I can't remember if there's a refrigerator horror, uh, involved. I uh, can't remember. God, do I have to, re- I don't want to rewatch Avatar. Don't. Like, did, did they, did they like grow the, uh, uh, the bodies or did they like just grab some corpses that, that they found it? They, they grew them. Y'all, I think we need to do Avatar on the podcast sometime. No. They're coming out with sequels. No. When? 2030? Something like that. Probably. <laughs> I think they're being filmed. But also, God bless Zoe Saldana. I wish her the best. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that check. Yeah. Make sure it clears. Uh, <laughs> the rest is inconsequential. Uh, uh, she's just better than other people. Anyway, I looked up the five-man band. Okay, okay. You got the five-man band? All yeah, right, all right. basically, according to TV Trope, it's actually just a team with five people. <laughs> uh, but there's the classic... TV Trope uh, mm. used to have fun names. Now they're all, like, super generic. I'm like, why? Well, it started off as uh, Buffy Tropes. Like, Buffy and anime tropes, yeah. Uh, well, you still find find good names for uh, some of the tropes as you dig through, um, I think. Yeah, that's, that's not the point of any of this. The point is, the classic five-man band uh, is the hero or the leader, their contrasting foil, mm-hmm. the complementary and emotional support, uh, the brains and the brawn. Uh, Can the brawn be a himbo? <laughs> yes, though... Uh, can the hacker I, be the himbo? I want oh, the hacker to be the himbo and the brawn to be the chick. I could be fun. Okay, uh, okay, I'm down with that. And the himbo, uh, can also be the mediator. <laughs> yes. Leave uh, it to the person who wants to upload their consciousness to the computer. Play mediator. <laughs> no, he's the one who knows what a bad idea it is. Ah. Uh, he likes his body. Why would he want his brain anywhere else? Oh, so he's like lobbying against uh, doing the consciousness yeah. thing. Okay, the one who knows computers goes like, no, no. What? What? I love computers, but not like no. that. <laughs> one, one errant uh, bra- close brackets, and my whole system crashes. Ooh. No. <laughs> Ooh, what if? What if the hacker's goal is to kind of raise funds so he can try and uh, get somebody out from a consciousness upload? Ooh. <gasps> Yeah. Like that, that's their, their hidden, yeah. The evil corporation was experimenting on humans first and then found the aliens. Oh. Or started with the aliens and have now moved on to human. And the hacker wants to save someone important who, to them, who is, uh, taken by the corporation. Ooh, and that takes money. Takes money. Man, that's, this himbo is deep. Hell Himbos yeah. can be. They can be. Ah, just really good at computer stuff, but not really bright at other things. <laughs> oh yeah, steps in it all the time, but smiles, so you can't hold it against them. Yeah, but that's why he wants to work. You know, kind of work with his team. Maybe uh, get one or two to help out with the uh, the extraction job later. You know, you make like, friends by networking. Uh, he knows computers, and he has basic sense of morality. <laughs> Everything yep. else. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. Man. We'll have to define the relationship between the evil corporations, because of course, uh, the proto federation, any kind of alien first contact situation happening here, because I feel like that needs to be a little bit more defined. Cause it kind of seems that like businesses it... are people. Oh, well, I suppose you can't argue with that. <laughs> I mean, who could? <laughs> Apparently. Uh... Uh, anyway, let's, uh, <laughs> I feel like the main character can almost just be, you know, the, the main character of the five-man band, um, kind of serves as the viewpoint character. Mm. Mm. Like, I mean, yeah, leader. George Clooney. <laughs> or Sandra Bullock. Or Sandra Bullock, that's fair, that's fair. I, I imagine the leader here, what, what's driving them? Because we don't want to have them go off, like, the moral event horizon into being just, like, an irredeemable jerk. 
Uh, well, like, what are they raising? What's that? Alex, you go. Uh, well, there's a there's a Gene Starwin's uh, motivation was which was make it big. I'll, Aspirations. I'll pay you when I make it big. Oh, like. <laughs> He's been telling that to people for years. <laughs> uh, never, never agree to those kind of promises. Well, is is our main character the one who owns the ship? Typically, yeah. So, how did our main character get the ship? How is it paid off? Oof. Or is it paid off? <laughs> or is it stolen? Oh. Oh, that could have like a fun conflict scene later on. It's like, oh, we're getting paid, have, we're getting pulled over by the space cops. Don't pull over. Why? Uh, like, like the ship, there's nothing on the, uh, the ship to work about. Uh, and like, the ship, like, unless it's a ship stolen. And I don't think, please what tell did me this, please tell me <laughs> that you, please, please tell me this ship isn't stolen. It Listen. was acquired. It was <laughs> it was by itself in a dry dock. Technically, no person owned it. I borrowed it. I have every intention of returning it at some point. Don't don't worry about it. Like, and who did you borrow it from? <clears throat> experimental, oh, oh, experimental oh, military dock. <clears throat> did you say experimental military dock? <laughs> <laughs> oh so when you told me not to press the red button over there you were serious well i don't know what it does <laughs> the himbo presses it at some point of course yeah 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 when we had the big conflict happen and it turns out it's like like a, a like a super rail gun or something <laughs> that or it's the party button one of the two <laughs> one of the two it, it's uh, guaranteed out of the way, there's a da 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 We'll start playing. Yes. And, and, you, and like, it depends on, uh, and which scenario depends on if it's diegetic or not. Yeah. Uh, they also have a running bet uh, about what the button does. At, at this point, everybody's too scared to press it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But th- they have it written on a board somewhere. Like, what could this button be? <laughs> like, yes. LifePod Alien could, ta- could press it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, the alien could press it because the experimental military base built the ship based off alien designs. Mm. So they look at the button and go like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know oh, what that is. here's the thing uh, when it comes to like the initial thought about the aliens right now is that they're hostile towards us, but they're just trying to get their people back. So maybe yeah. that's the end of the, the mission or story as it is, is them getting the alien back home. <laughs> uh, yeah, the seemingly hostile alien forces are just doing a rescue op. Yeah. We are the hostile alien forces. Dun dun dun. The real friends <laughs> that we made along the way. Nah. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> Alright, so we have a main character who stole a ship from a military uh Experimental Dry do- <laughs> Experimental <laughs> military dry dock. It was As a good does. job. It was a good job. Yeah. Like, that would have made a great heist movie. Yeah, it would have. That that's go on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what happened to the other members of that team, though? Did they all die? I feel like they all either got no, died or captured. No, th- one other person made it and is on this team. The Lancer? Or yeah. the Brawn? I feel like the Brawn. Cause we, all, cause we have like this main character who's probably like a bit more on the like talky side or just, you know, <laughs> is lanky and not good in a fight. So that's why they're best friends with the Brawn. <laughs> Get this, right? Uh-huh. It's two women. Uh-huh. Uh, one seems sort of like a ditzy airhead. 
Uh-huh. Uh, the other is, you know, the, you know, strong silent type. Everyone thinks the strong silent type, uh, is the leader, but actually hmm. no, it's the airhead ditz, uh, who actually has, I'm gonna say great ideas. Of course. And it's charismatic as fuck, like leader needs to be. It kind of occurs to me that this is also just, at least this dynamic is, uh, Lock Lamora in space. <laughs> Listen, I haven't read Lock Lamora. I wouldn't know. It plays out similarly, although I'm not going to complain because, you know, setting change makes it different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we ha- there's a reason why this kind of character relationship is appealing. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the point of any of it if it's not fun? So I feel like with these kind of characters that play the uh, Lancer foil character, I'm just imagining, like, a dude with knives, like... Kind of like slinks off, uh, not to the corner because he's not like an edge lord, but like just uh, is really good at throwing knives. He got he practiced them uh, back on his old uh, space station days because he grew up like on a, on a space station somewhere, and you're not allowed pistols mm. or firearms in general. You know, again, because firing guns in a pressure vessel, bad idea. Yeah, just a little. But throwing knives, throwing knives are a okay. There was a butcher on the space station. Uh huh. And he worked for them, which is why he knows how to use all kinds of knives. Ooh. I feel like that character then is also just like a master of improvised weapons. Mmm. I just love the idea of <laughs> he manages to kill somebody with a side of beef at one point, and that's how the butcher, uh, um, reveal happens. Cause like, maybe. He's very vague. It's like, yes, I grew up with the butcher of, uh, uh, Callisto Station. And everybody's assuming it's like butcher in the terms of, you know, some badass warrior. But no, it's turn, turns out it's just, no, no, the literal, yeah, yeah, handles all the sliced meats. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's when you, that. that's when you learn the Lancer is actually really good at making a really good sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The complimentary, uh, slash emotional support, I feel, is a social worker. Sure. What are they oh, doing there? They burned out. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I, I hear, uh, in 4040, uh, you know, there was a big space plague that happened. That's really tough. burned him out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that means that, uh, he can look at all the, I decided to say, uh. Fair enough. To look at all the social dynamic and go like, oh, I see what's happened here. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk this out. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Let's talk it out. <laughs> but what, what's their crowning moment here? Because we, like, we have just the antics of our main character having stolen a ship. They have the 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 Braun character, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that character. I think there's something, some more noodling to do with that character. Uh, aside from just is loyal to the main character, perhaps to a fault. Mm. Uh Although there could be like a falling out as the main character is tempted to just ditch the job. It's like it's gotten too real. But, yeah. you know, the brawn character and the social worker are like, no, we, we got to do the right thing, y'all. Uh, this is officially bigger than us. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the main character, I think, always has the stance, at least when the stakes get raised too high, because this is a story. We have to have the stakes risen higher than the character is comfortable with. Mm. I feel like. The brawn and the social worker are both, uh, are both on team help out and do the right thing. Um, 
perhaps after some deliberation or thinking, but yeah, they, they, they get to that pretty quick, which can cause some conflict between the brawn and the main character. What? Mm-hmm. They've been friends for years. I feel like what the social worker is able to do is actually, if we have the alien survivor rookie tourist person, uh, they're the ones who are actually able to get the alien to open up ah. and help them. It convinces the alien that we're not all bastards. Yeah. I was like, hey, you had a traumatic thing happen to you. Let's chat. <laughs> Ahab. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Because okay. the hero has charisma, but that's not the same thing as emotional intelligence. No. Charisma. Charisma. Uh, uh, what was the other member of the band? So we had the hacker, the brawn, the planser. Oh, I think it's every. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's everybody. In so, my head, the brawn has turned into Zoe from Firefly. <laughs> Weirdly enough. And you can add or or remove Uva members to this team as you, you need. <laughs> it's a loose trope. Yeah. But I feel like five is like a good number for like a, a ship crew to follow because otherwise it might get a little unwieldy. Mm-hmm. There's probably a, there might be a reason why the five man band is a trope. What? Weird. What? Seems suspicious, but true. Uh, do we want to play the add random tropes what we're talking about game? Yeah, sure. I'm already on TV tropes. I feel like we've done that before when it comes to original stories and then we can see if it, uh, if anything fits or if we ditch it all. (laughs) Yeah. There's also the uh, naming game. Oh, yeah, the naming game. We can do both. We can always do both. Yeah. Nope. I think we do tropes first, because I don't think I have a title for this. I think it's still too... Too early. Mm. Yeah, a bit too amorphous. I got a weird one. <laughs> What's yours? Intergenerational friendship. Oh. So we're talking, like, Doc and Marty, uh, like, what was it, Leon and Matilda, uh, it's that kind of thing. We could have an old guy on the ship. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the crew could be uh, older. The retired the Ah. So we're talking like old gentleman swordsman? Not necessarily even swordsman, but someone who you don't think is going to be dangerous. Yeah. But <laughs> we don't know why he's called the butcher. Clearly those days are behind him. Yes. But no. Has secrets, but yeah, just like clearly older than, you know, the, the young crew. Like everybody else, he just wants to retire. Maybe he has grandkids somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so sad when he dies. Oh, he probably would if he's an older guy. Yeah. That's yeah. the trope. The old dude dies. Yeah. It's true. I got a... Uh, I got Tavern Brawl. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know the, that they're going to be in a tavern. There's going to be oh, a brawl. Of course. <laughs> space bar. <laughs> the space bar. Oh, <laughs> Hold on, let me repress my space bar. What? Ugh. I think that might be like where you get your first hint that the old guy is like actually super competent in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what's his role aside from maybe just knows uh, something about every system? I mean, he could be navigator. He could just be the ship chef. <laughs> I, I like navigator. I, I think. On a ship dynamic like this, like, they all take turns cooking and his meals are always the best. Yes. Uh, like, like, does, like, does, does the apples in a rose pattern, like, apple slices? <laughs> yes. 
Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. But but yeah, the the the, the bar brawl that happens. Uh, I could even see that happening, Al. Like our main character is definitely going to be the instigator of it, but it's like a, a means to a uh, an end of like stealing a key card or something. Like there's a Galactic Federation uh, officer in the bar, and so we have to pick their pocket somehow. But they're in a booth. I don't know. <laughs> we need a distraction. Yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 Table flip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even the butcher that, that does it. The himbo does it. Yes. <laughs> and everyone else is all like, okay. Uh, you mean well. Is this not how it's done? <laughs> it's like, it's a way to get a okay. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Also, I've just been over here thinking like, oh man, <laughs> when it's time to do the chore chart, they all want to do cooking because it's the easiest one, but they all know that if they give cooking to him, it's just going to be better. So it's that, it's that push and pull. <laughs> it's like, it's better food, but I don't want to be the one to clear the trash this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta, uh, every, uh, every other week you gotta go out to uh, the ship's reaction cone, or drive cone, and uh, do a carbon removal or something. Yeah. It sucks. You gotta put on a, a space suit. Ugh and he'll do it he's good at it but god damn the food <laughs> anyway that's what i've been thinking this whole time uh, uh the the trope i got i'm not sure if it's amazing or ridiculous in context uh-huh. uh is the nemesis weapon oh wherein i guess uh the hero and the villain will have you know, each have iconic weapons that are sort of opposites of each other or whatever iconic weapons uh so the hero will have one and the villain will have the antithesis huh. uh yeah uh so i'm not sure if it's like too on the nose or not because if we've got the stolen ship and then theoretically the other ship technical term <laughs> uh that i imagine they'll eventually be fighting yeah yeah uh or heisting or whatever uh, and if they have similar weapons made from similar tech, because it was stolen from the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe one's more or less refined than the other. And then the alien that they rescued can maybe change their weapon on ship to go like, oh, no, you tweak this, and then it does this. This makes uh, it work properly. And then the himbo's eyes get big and wide and go like, ah, ooh, because it's all computer stuff. And then he and the alien make out. Um... I've decided. <laughs> FYI. Oh, uh, it's literally hacking the universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause like the, the original design of the weapons that, uh, have been co-opted by the human forces from the aliens, like, they just got one setting on it. They figured like, ah, this is the, the weapon. It fires a laser. It destroys whatever it hits. Cool. In uh, no way a Death Star. In no way. Uh, but the ship has like a version of that as well, but, then with the alien, because it got opened up, uh, to communication thanks to the social worker, kind of reveals like, oh no, this is a, this is a multi-purpose thing. It doesn't just destroy stuff. It can. Julian Fries. Create. What's that? I said Julian Fries. Yes, Pippin. The way we're going to defeat the bad guys at the end of this is creating a giant pile of Julian Fries in space. Otherwise, why do we have the chef? Why? Why indeed? <laughs> Come on, it's called proper plotting. 
I do like the idea of like the weapon system on the ship, like being reconfigured by the alien to quote unquote work properly such that it can both create or d- destroy and create matter. Ooh. Yeah. Cause then you can get all sorts <laughs> of weird shit happening in your, in your space action scenes. What is it? Is it a law of physics that says that matter cannot be created or destroyed? Well, pip. Get wrecked, physics! We're already assuming FTL transfer times here. Listen, <laughs> our main characters operate outside the law, and that includes the laws of physics. Exactly. Well, the alien would probably go into a great big amount of detail how it's technically borrowing uh, the mass from a pocket universe or something. There's there's a there's a subspace layer that uh, you can transfer matter between. So really, the, what the weapon's doing is either sending matter to that layer or retrieving or retrieving some mass back from it. So technically, it doesn't actually violate the laws of physics within your universe, your local frame of reference. Listen, much like how we, sometimes we have to do it in math, we take it out of this universe, <laughs> do it in. <laughs> In, a, in an alternate dimension, yep. then bring it back to this one. That's a thing that happens. It's called a Laplace transform. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Fun fact. I also hate math. Wow. Anything that you have to do in another universe to accomplish is bullshit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Says the English major. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I don't know. We've been having some fun with this. Uh, what do we, what do we call it? So we're not just calling it Space Heist or... Space Heist the motion picture? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Or Outlaw uh, Firefly. <laughs> Legend of Laplace. There you go. No. <laughs> Laplace's demon. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, clearly what you do is you name the ship and then you just call the story whatever the ship's name is. It works so well other way, other places. Uh... The Prince of the Stars. <laughs> uh-huh. oh. Oh. Well, what, what implies it's gonna be a heist? And then you kind of go from there. Leverage. <laughs> Leverage of the stars. Dun, 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 dun. Well, how about I look up heist movie names? <laughs> uh, let's see. Thieves of the Stars. <laughs> Is a luminary a word? Luminary? Yeah. I said illuminary, but yeah, luminary sounds right. Uh, the Neptune wager. Ooh. Oh. They're going back to Sol system. The banks on Neptune. <laughs> variable star. I like that. Yeah. Chance. I don't know. Uh, variable star sounds fun. There's also just the blank job. Mm, the Nova job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because having like the job there implies a lot the constellation job hmm. so i'm just looking up a list of movies <laughs> i'm on mario mobster because i am classy uh and i see that in their words that play stuff uh they do have an article what does sus mean <laughs> and the fact that you're asking us us is kind of sus nikki yeah, there uh, variable star seems like a good working title honestly listen <laughs> go to a thesaurus Whoa. <laughs> and that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. So variable star or like the Neptune job or something. <laughs> Neptune job is uh pretty good. The Alpha Centauri job. The Centauri job. I don't know. All right, the well, I think... Space word job. Yep. Space word job. <laughs> the 
the Steve job. What? The Steve job. Oh. Uh, the old ones. The blue one. The blue one. The blue job. Wait. <laughs> I, uh, do you guys have anything else before we uh, go into wrapping up here? No. Yeah. No. Nah, nah, just, you know, FYI, the himbo and the alien make out. Oh, yeah. I really, inevitably. I, I really think that's an important part of the story. Well, that, you know, I imagine of all the characters, the himbo probably doesn't care about the whole entire, like, yeah, we're two different alien species. Whatever. Love is love, man. Love is love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so uh, that means the himbo is now Captain Jack. <laughs> I mean, Captain Jack, Captain Kirk, who can, who knows? Who can tell? Who is to say? Who's, who's to, to say? say? Who's among us? He. <laughs> so with that being said, um, do you want to take us out, Pippin? Oh, gosh. Yeah, sure. As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoriesacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoriesacred, or send us an email through contact at nostoriesacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and the spirit of Catherine Crichton. You didn't hear her, but she was here, judging. Uh, editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DeCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoriesacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. Uh, you can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we talk about Ghostbusters, probably. <laughs> In all likelihood, right? Right? Oh, maybe we should stop making these promises. Uh, until then, we're in No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. And I'm Brendan. And we're... No story is sacred. sacred.